Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, chapter by chapter and book by book. Almost done here today. The uh, penultimate episode here as we wrap up in 2020. And you could say then, um, because this is actually the last time we have a guest, tomorrow it's going to be a little bit special, just kind of some reflections and some other things. Uh, hopefully give more time for you guys to, you know, stop stop sitting on that question that you've been just, you know, hanging on to, ruminating on for months now. Uh, but yeah, so that means that today, in fact, is the ultimate guest, the ultimate guest of the Strong Word. That's right, like the big boss at the end of World 8, the fourth writer of the apocalypse. We have Pastor John Lekomsky, <laughs> the co-host of Wrestling with the Basics on KFUO. Two o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning, uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, respectively. Uh, I'm trying to think of what Southern Illinois, but I never know where he is in the. Uh, well, actually, I just never know where you are this time of year anyway. Good morning, brother. Well, good to have you back. Good, good. The, the big boss at the end of level eight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, you're, 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 you're all that stands between us and the princess. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, AJ, before we say, by the way, I am, I am still in Southern Illinois, but okay. if you would have talked to me next week, we're heading up to Minnesota. I have no idea why. Because <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, I, wow. But, but yeah. We're we got to see punishment. family up there, too. But I just want to say, I, I, you know, I, I am, I am, I am, I am happy to be your ultimate guest. So. Yeah, I, oh, likewise, John. The feeling, the feeling is mutual. Um, I think, I think you were one of the the first guests uh, that that I had um, when I was like starting out as uh, the host, yeah. taking over from uh, Will Whedon. And uh, uh, but I, you know, like I, I feel like it's it's been. It's been a really neat way that we've, I mean, I've enjoyed the conversations. I feel like I've, we've kind of gotten to like know each other. I mean, honestly, I yes. mean like the conversations and the depth we've had and the things I've learned from you and being able to, you know, bounce these ideas back and forth. It's like, I, I like, I've not like seen your face in person, but I, I count you as a friend. So it's, it's been, it's been a joy and a privilege. Well, same to me. I may show up on your doorstep someday. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> Lock the door, sweetheart. One of these days where you're just like, okay, forget it. This is all too cold. Illinois, Minnesota, <laughs> whatever. Right. We're going to Southern California. Going to the weather is nice. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, hey, oh, 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 I can do this. Speaking of being physically present and, and near to someone, we have Matthew 28 before us today. Yeah. And it concludes... With this statement, this is like the thing that um, really, you know, caught my eye. Uh, it was just like a few months ago, actually, as a sermon that I heard, and it just it just kind of made me stop and think. And, and that this is the conclusion of the whole Gospel of Mark. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And it, it's it's a fascinating thing because I I feel like we give lots of attention sometimes to the uh, go therefore and baptizing stuff. And yeah, even even perhaps uh, some of the other stuff in the chapter too, like you know, there's an angel and there's rolling away the 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 stone and all this. But that this is actually the very last thing that's said. Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah, isn't that cool? What 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 a great way! And and, and you know, of course, remembering the context that that when he said, "Go and make disciples." He knew that wasn't going to be easy. 
<laughs> if you thought this was going to be a walk in the park, no, no, no. No, this going to make disciples is going to be far greater challenge than what you've ever had. And, and you need to remember, though, what, whatever happens, I, I'm, I'm going to be with you. That's the one thing. Don't ever, especially with what's going on now, don't, don't look at COVID. Don't, and I know we got people listening to us, so this is not going to be a happy Christmas for them. This is going to be Christmas with struggles and trials. But please do not read into that, that the Lord isn't with you. No, that's the promise. I, I don't care what happens, what crosses, what struggles. That's one promise. And he, he'll he be with us. I, I love that, don't you? Yeah, that personal yeah. Lord who who is just as much with us right now as you and I talk, as he was with those women and those disciples back there in Matthew 28. Well, and, and don't you think, too, right, that it, it's not— um... It may, maybe in some ways it's not even like in spite of like the troubles and the hardships, but actually like because of it that he even uh -huh. says this and shows up this yeah. way, right? He yeah. knows he yeah. knows what they're yeah. getting into. He knows that, you know. I, I mean, just just read Acts, right? And it's just like yeah. from the very beginning, opposition, opposition, death threats, executions. I mean, and you get that running all the way to Revelation, and and so he shows up like this. I mean, you, you think about it, right? I mean, it's a uh, well, we'll have a chance to talk about this, but like, you know, why does the Lord even show up this way, right? I mean, he he yeah. he he uh, he's raised from the dead. You know, he's going to ascend into heaven, right? I mean, like, why does he make this like detour, this uh, pit stop, if not to comfort and encourage the disciples in the midst of their struggles? Well, actually, as we read through the text, you'll see that even after the wonders and the miracles of Easter, some still doubt. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, and well, and that's why Jesus shows up because he knows, yeah, that's what you do. You're really good at doing that doubting. And, and you just need to remember that, yeah, you cannot by your own reason or strength believe in me, but that's why I'm here. And I'm still yeah. here in my word and sacrament so that there will be faith even where there is doubt. Yeah. A amen. Well, on that note, brother, would you start us off with a prayer? Yeah. Oh, Lord, we, we, uh, hey, oh, Lord, we want to say a prayer of thanks for, for AJ. And we appreciate that you took him and you used him here in our ministry on KFEO. Uh, and now we pray that you continue to use him in whatever particular way and vocation you have intended and that you would bless him in that uh, ministry and that vocation. Be with us today, O oh Lord, as we wrap up the Gospel of Matthew uh, and so many beautiful promises for us as we come into Christmas. So let us hear those words and hold on to those promises because Christmas may have all kinds of ups and downs. But the one thing we are sure is that you will be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, AJ, so, AJ, go ahead. Look, look I, I know you want to read the text. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Okay>. I do. <laughs> I know. But could I just pick one thing out? Because sure. don't you love it when you learn something new? Don't you love it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, so, so just real quick, I wanted to share something that I learned because I've done Matthew 28, I don't know how many times. It comes up over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But, but this this greeting, the, the, you know that where Jesus comes up to the women and he says greetings to them? Mm. Uh, um, and, and, and the word, of course, in the Greek is actually the word rejoice. Uh, and, and I was thinking, you know, we, 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 that's how we greet people. We don't just say, Hey, Christmas, but we say Merry <laughs> Christmas. We don't just say, Hey, New Year, but we say Happy New Year. So it's not unusual sure. for us too, to, to make our greetings right. a, a term of joy, happiness, merriness. Yeah. But, but here's what I didn't know. If you run that word through Matthew, that is, that, that's an interesting word. Uh, he, he uses it already at the beginning because it's what the wise men do when they see the star. They 
they uh, rejoice. Uh, it's also what he exhorts us to do when we have troubles. We've been talking about troubles. He says, rejoice because your reward is in heaven. It's what a shepherd does when he finds his lost sheep. He, he rejoices. But here's what's really strange. If you'd been reading the previous chapters, it's what Judas says to Jesus right before he kisses him. Hmm. And it's also what the soldiers say when they're mocking Jesus. Rejoice, uh, greetings, king of the Jews. And I just thought, that's, that's neat. That, that uh, uh, Jesus wants to come and say joy. We should be saying joy. Uh, we should say Merry, to, Merry Christmas to people who really mean it. But, but, but that's it. If, we, if, it, if it doesn't have any kind of meaning, if it's just a phrase, if it's just a word we say, well, that's not a good thing at all because that word could actually be a, a word of betrayal. It could be a word of mockery. Uh, and yet that's the point of this text. We have a reason to really say Merry Christmas because Jesus Christ is dead and now he's alive. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a reality. Uh, and I'll throw one final thing in here, too, because it was my wife's. And, you know, you always get points if you, if you mention something your wife said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Don't you know that, right? <laughs> mark, mark that down for future reference, AJ. That's if you right. Can, that's right. But she said, you know, Jesus is probably talking about his own happiness. He was mm. also talking about his own joy, the fact that there were the women. There were the women. Because, you know, they could have done what everybody else did and be off hiding in the room somewhere. So it probably made him happy, too, to see those gals there. And he, of course, wanted to share that joy with them. Well, anyway, I just I, I woke yeah. up in the middle of the night, and that came and I said, I, I got to get that in. I just got to get that in. Yeah, right, well, I'll shut up now. And you so. remembered it from waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> see, that's that's the challenge for me, right? That's why I have a notepad by my bedside. Oh, there you I, go. Because it's just I, like, see, oh, again, there's— practical there's, advice. I'll yeah, no, because it's like if I try to just hold the idea in my head, I'm not going to go back to sleep, right? No, <laughs> but, no, yeah. So I just write it down, then right, right back onto the pillow. So, uh, yeah, no, that that's that's interesting, you know. Like, and you and you wonder to what extent, you know, like Matthew, you know, uh, this is what you know, kind of the lit literary types look at is like, yeah. you know, to what extent is you know Matthew kind of like up to something, right? And he's saying yeah. like, hey, you know, look, you know, like, uh, I mean, because it is interesting. He says, you know, do not be afraid afterwards, right? So, I mean, yes. is, is it is it more than just greetings? Is it also like? No, guys, like c celebrate! Like something good is happening here, and 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 that, you know, uh, you, you think of like just the church itself, right? I mean, like what what is the church? Um, but I mean, I mean, celebrations around Jesus, right? You know, constantly, and so yeah, I mean that that's it's it's intriguing to to ponder. Um, I don't I don't immediately. And, and you know, the the question is whether Matthew was doing that intentionally. Yeah, right. I think the Holy Spirit was. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, the line the yeah. line gets fuzzy at times, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But very very good. I like I like that. I chew on that a little bit. But all right. Um, well, so I just wanted to say that. So last time we we read Luke chapter eight. And uh, that that was really neat. Really, really uh, enjoyed having uh, Pastor Morandi on, and we were talking about uh, the efficacy of the word, and that you know it's a word of judgment, exposing and shining a light um, onto to everybody, all things, right? So I mean that that was kind of you know hitting us, uh, you know, in, in the in the you know in the stride of the Lord's ministry. But of course, uh, chapter twenty eight of Matthew, this is this is the very end. This is this is a resurrection al already. So I don't know, maybe if you can connect some dots or something for us. Well, see, I didn't read Luke 7. <laughs> so. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's it a, it a parable of the sower, which actually kind of works oh, well for the okay. resurrection theme. Okay. 
um, well, uh, do you have something? <laughs> you actually <laughs> threw me off guard there. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. Well, well, just the thing that just occurred to me is that, like, well, yeah. you, you have you have like in I think it's in John, right, where the Lord says that you know, um, like like a seed, like a like a plant, like a seed's got to die in a sense and be buried in the earth if it's going to then like bear fruit and multiply and grow, right? So there's uh, there's this. Uh, this is kind of this next level reading, right? Where you say like, okay, there's this this seed, this word that's being sown. But John's perspective, right, is well, Jesus himself is the word that gets sown mm. in the ground, right? And then he comes up uh, first fruits from the dead, right? Um, you know, I was mentioning Revelation earlier. Uh, now, now I'm just going off on the tangent on John, but we're talking about Matthew here, right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- what's interesting, I think, is that you see in all these resurrection accounts, each one of them has uh, their own their own angle and they're all Holy Spirit inspired angles, but the Holy Spirit's working through these writers to kind of bring out uh, different aspects to all these things. And, and so this is one where uh, when you look through chapter 28, I think it's interesting that, well, like you said, you you have a, this very particular uh, meeting between Jesus and the women, uh, you know, with with what you said about, you know, the, the greetings here. Um, and then also, you know, you, you have right in the very next thing, uh, there's there's an explicit um, uh, deal, maybe, yeah, just contradiction of what seems to be like a, a story that was floating around at the time. Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep, right? So that's really interesting that, you know, you, you kind of get into like apologetics and stuff like that. And it's like explicitly like this is the thing that's like mentioned here before you get into the... Uh, the, the Great Commission. And so I, I think it's it going to be the challenge for us to see how is Matthew different and, and not do what I was just doing and just kind of immediately jump on to John or like go back to Luke or, you know, kind of go into whichever direction, but kind of see like, okay, where are we going with this, putting all these things together in chapter 28? So, so here's how, here's how I understand that. And, and you're right. That's because no one else tells us about the, these guards uh, uh, no one else tells us about the, 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 the bribery that was paid, that they would spread a lie that uh, the disciples had stolen the body. Uh, they're, they're kind of missing from the other accounts. Uh, but but I, I, I see Matthew including that because on the one hand, Matthew is, is saying unto us, look, look, I, I know the people I'm talking to right now that some of you have doubts. And guess what? Even after Jesus rose from the grave, some of the disciples, we're talking about the disciples now, they have mm-hmm. doubts. So doubts, are they're not okay, but but that happens. That happens. Don't think that that puts you outside of the realm of, of Christ's presence. I'm with you. In a good way, I'm with you. Um, but I think he's also wanting to say, but but now please understand that when that doubt becomes hardened, when it becomes something that you're actually telling people to lie about what you know is the truth, well, that's a whole different matter. No, no, no. I'm not saying that everybody's going to be saved in the end because that doesn't matter whether you doubt or not. No, there, there is a hardness of heart that, that negates the possibility uh, of you having any kind of faith, although not the possibility that God would work faith. Uh, um, uh, so, and, and going back to the, just, since you brought up the whole parable of the, of the soil and the seed, you know? Mm, oh, yeah. 
Well, I just because this is one of the things that God gave me at the end of my ministry. Because I always puzzled about that. What what's this business about? You throwing on the rocks? You throw what's he doing that in the first place? What does he come some kind of does he not he's not a very good farmer, apparently. But but after forty years in the ministry, I realized it's just the truth, AJ. It happens. Yeah. I've been throwing yeah. out the seed and, and everything you have in there, you you get that reaction. You get the people that are really enthused and then they kind of fall away and you get the people that just kind of they roll their eyes at you when you give them the word and, and, and you get the people that have troubles and they I mean everything there is true, but the bottom is true too, that in the end there's always the people that, that come to faith. And so I've learned you just keep telling people that Jesus loves them and died for them. And you just never know what's going to happen. In fact, sometimes the, the hardest-hearted ones, the ones that you thought, well, there's no chance in the world that they'll ever believe, they become some of the, the strongest members in the church. So anyway, um, thank you for giving me yeah. the opportunity to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, no, that, that, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Let's, um, I, I think I, I think this, uh, this idea of who, who, you know, the different kinds of reactions, uh, like we saw yeah. last time in Luke 8, like that, that's, that's going to be key here. Different kinds of reactions, particularly different kinds of things that you say about what yeah. exactly happened. We're going to, we're going to see that as a big theme. Let's, um, go ahead and give this a read through here, Matthew 28. So the whole thing, this will just be interesting, I think, to just, you know, put, put it all together as one piece here. So here's Matthew 28 in the English standard version. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. For he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee, and there you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble." So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I think that that, that is the uh, the neat thing about reading the whole chapter together, that there's just the, these things that you, you wouldn't 
see otherwise. I, I think that we, you know, the, the great commission bit, I mean, this is, uh, this, this is one of the, I mean, just for, for being just, uh, you know, like five verses, right. Um, these are some of the most five talked about verses of, I mean, anything in the Bible, right. And, and people talk yeah. about it and, and go all kinds of places. And you might not know anything about Matthew 28. You might not know that the resurrection happens in Matthew 28, but you know that the great commission's there, <laughs> you know, you know, but, but it is fascinating when you, when you compare, right. And, and there's, there's this pattern of someone with authority shows up and tells people to say things. And you got Jesus, well, there's, there's an angel that shows up, right, tells the women to say things. Um, you got Jesus who shows up, tells them, confirms it, uh, tells them to go say things. You've got uh, the, the chief priests, right, and the elders, right, and all the council, and they show up and they, they tell the soldiers to, to say things. And then in the Great Commission, you've got Jesus showing up and telling the disciples again, uh, them particularly, to say certain things. So, I mean, like there is, I, I think this is pretty deliberate here with the way this is framed. There's a lot of things that Matthew could have said that, you know, you, you kind of say in a way of speaking are kind of left out here. So to, to focus on that and to focus on who has the authority to tell you what to say and what are you going to say, that's, that's a pretty interesting theme. And, and, and now you've actually helped me see another connection with the parable that you were talking about, the parable of the sower, uh, because as you as you pointed out, AJ, we got all kinds of different reactions to yeah. the resurrection. Uh, we we've got uh, women disciples who are actually afraid. You know that that's Mark's emphasis. He ends yeah. with them yeah. going away afraid, and 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 that's acknowledged here too. Because what's the angel say? Do not be afraid. Yeah. You, you've got some disciples that even though that they they don't believe, and of course you read the other gospels, that's confirmed. <laughs> that, that always tickles me in Luke. You know where the the women come. We've seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord, and the disciples say, "Oh man, that's a woman, isn't it?" They get all emotional. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they get all right. worked up. Who knows what they saw. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you've even got people out and out rejecting it, you know, and people propagating lies about it. And yet, what difference does it make? Jesus says, I don't care. <laughs> right? The sower goes out and he sows the seed. He doesn't care about how people are going to react to it. And the same way, here's my authority. Here's what you do. Here's how you make disciples. You, you, you give them my word and you, and you use the baptism and the Holy Spirit will sort it all out. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah, go ahead. Well, well and, and then... Um, you know, I, you were, you're, you're kind of saying, you know, like there's, there's a certain amount of, I, I think it was in, in your paraphrase there, it was kind of implicit that there, there is this, this confidence, this boldness of Jesus and his commission, right? Because yeah. I mean, you, you remember earlier, right? In the gospel where he says, don't go anywhere among the Gentiles, go only yep. among the lost sheep of Israel, right? I, I mean, like, this, and this is this is a big deal, right? And uh, man, I keep going to John, but like, you know, you look at like the, yeah, being in the the woman uh, uh, at the well in Samaria with the woman, right? I, I mean, there's there's this uh, there's this scandal of like, hey, whoa, 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 why are you like talking to the Samaritans, right? So, I mean, there there is there is a seemingly a a prodigal boldness or audacity for Jesus to go and say, hey go to all the nations, right? I mean, that that's sort of like, not not even like, just go to the Samaritans, or like, just go to like the Edomites or something like that, right? Like, maybe yeah. we can understand that. But all of them, like the Egyptians, remember those guys, 
Yeah, them too. Yeah. Uh, why not? The Assyrians. Remember those guys? Yeah, okay, they can come. To, I mean, like, you know, um, anyways, we're, we're at time, but I want to give you a chance to develop this thought when we get back here. But everybody, we'll be right back here. We're looking at Matthew 28 on Thy Strong Word. Be right back. This is Dr. Dale Meyer. Have you heard Concordia Seminary's program, Word and Work and Intersection? Every week you can hear it on KFUO Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. We visit with many interesting guests about how the Word of God applies to their daily vocations and ministries. Be sure to tune in and may the intersection of Word and Work be busy on your corner. Here is what our listeners are saying about KFUO Radio. It's like we Bible-believing Christians have our own special uh, event. I love that. wish the whole world could belong to Jesus. I really appreciate this, and I'm enjoying it very, very much. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Worldwide KFUO. You hear our voices every day as we speak the gospel, share the latest news, or for insightful and sometimes entertaining talk. Why not share your voice with us and send us your feedback, suggestions, and questions? Leave your comment at 314-996-1542. Be sure to follow us on social media, too, so you can like, comment, and share your favorite posts. Drop an email to KFUO at KFUO.org or send a snail mail letter to Worldwide KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at Matthew chapter 28 today, uh, with, among other things, the Great Commission, right? But, you know, do, do we understand this, right? Or are we, are we so quick to just say, hey, look, um, this is how it goes. In fact, I was just reflecting on that, about how I read it, and are we actually literally reading that verse the right way. Joining us as our guest, Pastor John Lukomsky, pastor in Southern Illinois, co-host of Wrestling with the Basics on KFUO, Wednesdays, 2 p.m., Saturdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. If you've got a question for me or Pastor Lukomsky, uh, th- this, is, this is the chance here, you know, he is, he is the final boss. So uh, give us a call <laughs> if you're listening live. You can call 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. You can also send us an email, kfuo at kfuo.org. Got a couple questions there or email. Uh, kind of saying, like, okay, so the resurrection, if that if that's central to the Christian faith, then, you know, then 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 I guess these questions, I'm, I'm trying to kind of, like, tie them together here. Um, so, like, so how AJ, is... AJ, AJ. Go ahead. What's before that? we get to the questions, could could I actually follow up on what you said right before we took the break? Just to um, in... 
could you indulge me for just sure, a? Sure, go ahead. I no. don't want to have the thought just fly out of my head here for because no, no, <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> I, I know what ha- you're saying. Ha- hazards of a short attention span. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to the questions not at this moment. But I, I think the questions are talking about it, the the phrase in the questions over email are the imputation of the spirit of uh, Jesus, of the one who raised Jesus from the dead, referring to God the Father. So uh, interesting. I'm, I'm kind of like grappling with the word imputation there. Uh, but yeah, thank you, James. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at that, certainly. Uh, also, if you have questions, you can send them in over the live stream, facebook.com slash AJ Espinosa, where we got a couple questions from Paul, kind of looking at the uh, aspects of this being a, a Jewish audience, potentially, for Matthew, and what that means about, well, are, are the guards a Roman guard, or are they uh, a Jewish temple guard? Um, you know, what's it say about... Uh, the the Judean population because it says there in verse fifteen it's a story spread among the Jews to this day really good questions I like all those questions that have to do with like audience and, and who's who's Matthew talking to kind of in the first place those are uh, very good questions but it, we'll turn to those in a minute we're first gonna uh, let Pastor Lukomsky chime in here as soon as I get done thanking our underwriters at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation thank you guys so much for your uh, continued and steadfast support of Thy Strong Word. Their website, lhfmissions.org. All right, Pastor Lukomsky. All right. So, uh, so, we were just so, talking about this, about the, uh, I, I think the thought's already gone. So I think you remember them. <laughs> well, so, so yeah, so we were talking about the fact that go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, and this actually relates to the question about the audience, because uh, mm-hmm. I think it is. I, I, I mean, that's how Dr. David Skier taught it to me in seminary, that Matthew was addressing his own people. And, and he makes a very powerful argument for the things that Matthew says probably wouldn't care. Gentiles wouldn't strike them. But, you know, going from the even the beginning with the genealogy, where it's all these Jewish people and and but but. But see, that's that's the thought that occurred to me as you were focused on make disciples of all nations. That's actually the opposite of what you would do if you were a Jew, because the word there, ethnos, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you right. Know? See, we hear it as kind of a generic thing. Oh, yeah, everybody in the world. Yeah, so we get yep. that. But if you're a Jew, no, no, this is what you've been taught your whole life. These are not the people you deal with. These are the people you avoid. You don't eat with them. You have nothing to do with them. These are the goyim. These are the Gentiles. Oh, my God. Uh, And so you're right. I don't think we appreciate how radical that comment is when Jesus says, you know what? Those are the guys you're going to make like you, right? Because we got 11 disciples, and now you're going to go discipleize all of these people that you thought— I didn't have any concern about as God, but yeah, they've been. And if you read your Bible, you'd know that, because <laughs> right. all the way back in the Old Testament, it was kind of what's who's the promise when he says to Abraham, it'll be a blessing to all of the uh, goyim, yeah, all yeah. of the Gentiles, yeah. That's always been the plan. Um, yeah, no, that 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 is a super helpful point, and it um, it actually I think goes nicely with uh, something that I wanted to, to to bring out. Like I was uh, I was I caught myself actually. I, I feel like how many times have we heard this read, right? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, right? Uh, and, yeah. and it's like I actually started to even read it like that just because I've heard it that way so many times. Yes. Um, and, then, and then I changed my pronunciation, and I ended up saying something like, you know, um, 
you know, make disciples of all nations, right? And so I, I made nations bigger, and, and nations is actually supposed to be bigger. Um, and this this gets into like my dissertation stuff and with word order. Ah. But but if you but if you read the sentence as uh, make disciples of all nations, you are actually reading it wrong. Uh, that's that's not what it says. Greek would move the word all and put it in a different spot if uh, if that was stressing the word all. It would it would uh, probably in this case. Um, it probably occurred before the verb, um, but it's it's not, uh, which is pretty remarkable then. Um, and I think it, it has to do with your point, brother, because we got to understand that nation is not a neutral term. Like, oh, we all have nations. You've got a nation. Yeah. We've got yeah. we've got a nation, right? Here's a an Edomite nation. Here's a Jewish nation. No, uh, nation, as you said, is is kind of a dirty word. It means Gentiles. Um, so it, even if you did have it, uh, you know, go and make disciples of all Gentiles. Well, that would be kind of weird because it would mean that the the assumption, well, right? You're, you're, you totally get it, right? Well, just when you hear it said like that, the assumption is they're all thinking, well, we thought we would just make disciples of some Gentiles. No, they weren't thinking that. They were thinking no Gentiles. So, so, so yeah, no, the emphasis is actually on the word Gentiles. It's like, go and make disciples of all the Gentiles. They say, what What was that last word that he just what? said? Yeah, what? What? Yeah. What? You, you meant all the tribes of Israel. Right? That's what he was going to say. No, he said all the Gentiles. That's crazy. So, so you know, the thing to us, to all dear listeners right now, you think of the people that you don't think, no, God wouldn't want them. <laughs> well, this Christmas, those are the exact people that God wants you to love and care for. And if you have an opportunity to share with them uh, the good news of Jesus Christ, that's exactly who he's interested in, the very ones that you would scratch off the list. <laughs> I'll never forget, we were doing an evangelism meeting, and one of my members said, well, I know a lot of people who I could talk to, but I don't think it, we, I don't think we'd want any of them in our church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just kind of bit my lip. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, so, it's, brutally, it's brutally honest, though, right? Because, like, yeah. according to the flesh, we actually only want the people who are like us, right? We, we yeah. just kind of want to yeah. show up and have people from our like our same age bracket who have our same interests, who talk like us, you, you know, like who, you know, can relate to us and who we want to like hang out with, um, you know, after church, right? Like you know, yeah. they, they drink the same beer or watch the same sports <laughs> or whatever. No, I mean, that, that's, all... that's like, sit, according to the thought, according to the flesh, that's what we want to do. And we want to turn yeah. uh, church into, you know, hanging out with people I like, but like you're, like you're getting at, like, uh, church is about denying that impulse saying yeah that's what i want to do but today i am not doing that i'm i'm doing something else and i'm going to reach out to the person that it takes me a lot of effort to reach out to so so, so aj are you telling me that as as a guy who uh, lives in St. Louis. I'm actually supposed to welcome Cubs fans. <laughs> no, I, no, I, yeah, I uh, no. <laughs> go there for make disciples of all the Cubs fans. Yes, fans. yeah, even <laughs> even them. Well, I, I like I like your point though because uh, it's, it's very timely. Thinking just about you know all and people have you know said so much about you know how how divided everyone uh, feels yeah. and just how polarized everything is right. And it's just it's so bad because we've just. We, we've kind of created these labels that just, if you don't kind of fall into these certain parameters, you don't count as a basic, decent human being, <laughs> like worthy of, of any standing, right? Like this is how we've kind of set the terms, um, which 
is, is horrible, of course, but it actually gives us a little, the, the, the bright side, if there is one, is that it helps us understand what, uh, how the Jewish nation felt about the Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so there, there you have it, right? Like, and so there is this audacity that, that Jesus, I mean, this, Jesus has to say this, right? Like you can't skip over the all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me because if, if all authority in, in, in heaven and earth hadn't been given to him, there's no way he could make this statement. It's too crazy. You have to have <laughs> all final authority to make this kind of an audacious command for the people of God. And, and you know, what's interesting is that Peter's there and Peter still doesn't get it because the Lord has to come back to him again and give him a vision of, of clean and unclean animals. <laughs> and then finally Peter says, oh, you really did mean all all nations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to— again, get... real quick, is it comfort to all of us? Because we do. We fail to get it, all right? We fail to get yeah. it. and we. But people know, no, then you need to repent of that. You need to say, oh, thank God you didn't apply those principles to me. Thank God you have been with me. Thank God you made me a disciple. Oh, I, help me not to be judging about who should or shouldn't be a disciple. Just help me to do what you said. Just— Tell people the word and, and, and baptize people. That's all I need to worry about. Right? And doesn't that, isn't that what the, you brought up the sower? And I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. That's exactly because does the sower distinguish? No, no, the sower just th- throws the seed out. No, yeah. it's right. You know, the, the thing that's going to make the distinctions is, is the word itself, right? Like you yeah. let God's yes. word do that. God's word's going to do its thing. God's word is going to work the repentance, the judgment. The rest of it, um, you know, we we don't have the authority to say, oh well, you know, they shouldn't get this, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that that's that's. I don't think he said that uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to you. I don't think he said. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, good, good, good points, good points. Oh, um, and, and and AJ, yeah, because see, the beautiful thing is, is it, boy, and you hit it right on the head. The Holy Spirit's going to work faith when and where it pleases Him, and and that's such a freeing thing for us. So if people don't respond, you know, maybe you got a family member right now, and I'm sure people are. It's going to be hard because I know everybody's got a child, and, and that child won't come to church, and that's just going to trouble us. It's just going to make us sad. But I think the Lord Jesus would say, would you not, yes, continue to love that child, but don't get so sad about it because it's in my hands, and I love that child more than you love that child. And, and it's going to work. You may not get to see it. But, but remember, I'm here, and I'm with that child, too. So to me, it, it's such a freeing thing because we don't need to be worried about it. We just yeah. give people this wonderful thing we know about Jesus Christ and a thing that even we doubt about sometimes. So we, we shouldn't—if people are doubting, that's not—don't just—no, uh, the Lord Jesus is still with you. Nothing's changed because of our doubts. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a good point. It compliments yeah. what we were saying uh, yesterday with Luke— eight that um you know just it, it's a it's a non sequitur like oh this person is uh you know not on their knees repenting uh, mm. therefore the word of god isn't working well no the, the word of god is is strong and works and part of that work and activity is judgment and so what that might be is just you know ba- basically just exposing someone to uh 
not at, to, to, to be blind, right. Or to be deaf. And, and that's, and it seems like very like, well, that's mean calling someone blind or deaf. That's, that's impolite. <laughs> it's not PC. Uh, but, but the point, right. Is that, well, is anyone ever going to go to the doctor if they think like everything is hunky dory and everything's a okay, if they're given a clean bill of health, right. Like, are they ever going to, you know? So, I mean, so that, that's part of it. So you could be seeing God's word work in that person's life, right. By, by their, hostile reaction right like it's like oh that's a you know, good because point. yeah you know hey yeah. maybe they they need that you know that prod that you know that stick that says hang on a second like oh, i don't like this something's not right and uh you know anyways so, god is merciful so, so so can you have an apostle paul until apostle paul goes to damascus to persecute christians maybe not maybe that has to happen first and then you get yourself an apostle paul yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so. that's right. No, that's right. It's all it's all in God's providence. And well, like you said, we we do not we do not know the the whole big plan. We don't see where it's no. going for every person. Certainly not. Um, let, let's take a look here quickly over uh, this first section here. Uh, I, I already like you know you made some good comments about you know what what the Lord says here. Uh, it's interesting that you do have this angel that shows up. Um, you know, it says there's a there's a big there's a big earthquake. Um, and, and this, this angel of the Lord, which this is pretty interesting too, right? Cause it does say, um, you know, uh, it, well, in Greek, angelos kiriu, right? So like angel of the Lord is kind of a, a thing that kind of happens a number of times in the old Testament. There's maybe a little bit of a special meaning there, but, uh, yeah, and it's also interesting too, right? You get this uh, elaboration on his appearance, like his appearance yes. was like yes. lightning and his clothing white as snow. I'm, rem I'm reminded of, um. The cool Advent hymn, um, the angel Gabriel from heaven came, you know, like, uh, the angel Gabriel from heaven came with wings <laughs> adrift as snow with eyes as flame, you know, and, and like you got this uh, moment where you're kind of thinking about, whoa, this angel. Why do you think Matthew focuses on the angel when he's about to put Jesus onto the stage? <laughs> Well, and, and you know what's really cool, too, is don't you just love this angel? He comes down, he rolls back the stone, and he sits on it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, okay. I brought my lunch, the, I'm just camping out got here. The now. Lunch, got the guards <laughs> trembling, which ironically is the same word that is uh, from the root of earthquake. Uh, yeah. And then, then he says to the women, do not be afraid. You know, it is interesting, though. That's a good question. So why, except maybe to remind us, that's that's how God does things. I'm sorry, Jesus isn't going to show up. Uh, but he does. He shows up every Sunday when we have the supper. He's there in his body and blood. Uh, but often God sends, you know, angel means messenger. So that that's one point. He, he you know he, he that's how he does it. He usually sends messengers. That's the normal way he brings things about. Although again, you're right. Why the emphasis on the fact that this is this is not your this isn't me or you. <laughs> okay? Yeah. You and I are angels. We've been angels for a long time here on this radio show, but we're not <laughs> like appears with lightning and our clothing certainly is white as snow. I don't know, AJ. That's a good question. What do you got? You got any insights on why he would? Uh, why, well, but the angels are there. Everybody's doing that. Maybe you have to do it because that's how it works. But, <laughs> but uh, um. well, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, there is just a certain amount of you know, it's 
kind of a, a big detail to overlook or leave out, right? Yeah. It's just not like, and you know, there was someone who was sitting up there. Um, <laughs> how can I say who? <laughs> uh, but but I, I do think that like some of the things in the text, you know, you do have this little word for there, for an angel yeah. of the Lord. And, and so part of it, it seems to be that Matthew wants to make sure that we don't just think this was some kind of fluke earthquake, right? Hmm. You say like, oh, yes, oh yeah. well, you know, there's this big earthquake and everyone's like, ah, you know, head for the hills and, you know, but it was just, that's all it was. So we want to, we want to make sure that we're that we're understanding that, like Matthew's saying, "Hey, no, no, look, God rolled away the tomb, right? Like this, this was this was the tombstone, right? Like this is God at work in this. So, so there's that level, I think. But, and, but AJ, then I think, let me, go ahead. Can I interrupt you just real quick on on that point because you you actually pointed this out earlier. The English says he has risen, but but the Greek there says he. It's a passive. Somebody raised him. Yeah, uh, and, and so I appreciate what you're saying there. Yeah, that this is all God working here. Even Jesus coming back from the grave—that's the Father at work. Even Jesus acknowledges, "No, I, I got to have somebody do that for me." And of course, that's the comforting thing. Now somebody can do that for us too. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh well, no, that no, that's that's an interesting point as well. And you know, you could get me off on my whole thing yeah. about active versus causative versus medio passive i just my my my, my oh, brain's no. going all Not, kinds of places no no stop passive, it stop please. it don't do it don't do it don't do it um okay so so no back back to the you know why why the appearance of the yep. angel again I, I think also it's it's his, his authority right because it, yep. you go what to what um the lord jesus says all authority in heaven and on earth right that was a big deal um, so here, the angel is clearly being shown to be somebody from heaven. So th th this is important because the the women then are going to be told, right? I mean, because I mean, yeah. just we, we don't want to like leave this out, right? He says, um, Jesus. I mean, th think about this. The women did not see Jesus raised from the uh, be be risen from the dead, right? Like, actually, no one saw that. No, I mean, no, I mean that's like, not recorded. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It's like there, there's there, there's no mention of someone like, so like, and then the breath entered him and he sat upright <laughs> and they saw him. What? No, like it's not recorded. I remember I, I had a prof at the seminary who uh, who was making that point. Like he said, like you know, um, it's ironic that the Bible doesn't doesn't actually depict the greatest miracle of the whole Bible. Like it just yeah, you, 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 like you hear about like the after effects, the ripples. But like not the thing itself. So I mean, so this is important though, so that we understand this because uh, we we don't see it happen. We don't see the resurrection happen. We have to take the angel's word for it, <laughs> at least initially. Yeah. So it's important that the guy has authority and that you know it's not just you know Bob or Joe showed up and he's like, well, well maybe maybe the guy's maybe he's not dead. I don't know. You know, I mean, like it, it's you have this authority to it. So I, I think it's a, a symbol of of the authority in the whole thing that that authorizes like one like the, the the audacious belief he's not dead um but then two the the follow-up audacious behavior of and go tell everyone <laughs> go you know go tell it on mountain right so uh i, I, th I think the authority thing is is key do, do you think that that now see if you'd ask that question about the angel in the context of the Gospel of John, I, I, I could have told you exactly why John is doing what he's doing with, with the angels and then Jesus. Uh, and, and maybe Matthew's doing the same thing. Uh, because, of course, John's big point is you didn't get to see the resurrection. You right. didn't even get to see the angel. You didn't even get to see Jesus. No big deal. Blessed are those that have not seen and have believed. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in John's account, you've got the angel 
and 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 doesn't impress Mary at all. <laughs> right? She's still crying, uh, wondering what's going on. Jesus shows up, and she still doesn't get it. She thinks he's a gardener. You know, of course, Jesus shows up with the disciples, and that lasts for about a week, and then they're still locking doors for fear. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe Matthew's working the same point. If you if you haven't seen an angel, don't sweat it. Okay, <laughs> it's not that but, big a deal. It is a big deal. I'm not saying yeah. that. But if, if, if but, you know if you yeah. if you want to have faith, that's probably not what you need to worry about. That you didn't see an angel. In fact, you probably don't even need to worry about that you haven't actually literally physically seen Jesus. All you got to do is have the word. And that's actually better. It's a, that's what I love about John. That's better than having angels and even a physical appearance of Jesus to just, because uh, blessed are those that haven't seen and have believed. I don't know. It, it is interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, there is a, there's a lot of things that are pretty fascinating about it. And I do think that, I, I do think it's okay to, like, draw these these analogies to John because, it, you know, it mentions, for instance, that they come up to Jesus to take hold of his feet and worship yeah. him. Like, that. That's a, that's a pretty particular description it's not as if every time that someone bows down they grab the guy's feet right that that's actually this is actually a little bit like like huh um but i think i think the the point is similar to the one in john actually oh, that yeah. it, it was thought that spirits you know you know it's like you draw casper the friendly ghost and he's just kind of got like a <laughs> squiggly thing at the bottom right no feet right so so th- it's a big deal that he's you know got feet he's like oh, this is a real like flesh and blood Dude, so it's kind of interesting because Jesus himself doesn't actually say that he's risen, you know, yeah. it, which is a little bit remarkable. He he doesn't say like, "Behold me, I am risen," right? Like, I am, I was, I was dead, but now I am alive. Um, like he didn't he didn't say that, uh, and, and I think that part of the reason is because the angel already said that. Uh, but, but I think the the other part is, uh, well, they grabbed his feet, <laughs> and that was yeah. that was yeah. that was sort of the thing that they're like, oh, okay. That that's that that's that that's that's the authority right that we're basing this idea on, and it, it can it contradicts and contrasts then with the report of the guard, um, where you kind of have em- emphasized that they're well, like what what's uh, what's the authority of what they say based on? Well, nothing more than just a bribe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it is because fa- everybody does that, right? Jesus and Luke, he he has to sit down and eat with them. Give me some fish. Uh, you know, uh, uh, John here, touch my hands, touch my, because you're right. That's the big issue. This is not ghost Jesus. And I love the bit about Casper. I will not forget that. Because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. have any feet. <laughs> but that's but the point. Is this yeah, this guy, is physically you know, all resurrected toes. Jesus. And, and, and you've got witnesses to it, and that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, if you think it's all about seeing the physical resurrected Jesus, no, because even these guys are yeah. still doubting yeah. after they've seen the physically resurrected Jesus. Yeah. That's not the key to faith. But we do need to establish uh, this is not myth. This is not fairy tale. <clears throat> A lot of religions do that. No, this is historical fact. You do need to know that. But as far yeah. as believing, no, no, you don't actually need. You just need the word of the witnesses, and yeah. that will be sufficient. AJ, well, real quickly, because I know we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, we one are. One thing the Lord gave me that I have to share real quickly here. I, yeah. I, I, I do want to point out, too, that this is the first time in any of the Gospels that Jesus calls his disciples brothers. And that yeah, always yeah. tickled me. Yeah, and, and I just want to remind people of that. You see, you really are brothers of Jesus, because we're flesh and blood like he's flesh and blood. He's our brother, and that he also suffers and dies like we're going to suffer and die. 
But but you know, like Paul says, if you if you die with Jesus, that's okay because you're going to resurrect with him as well. So I just needed to throw that in before our time was up. Well, no, and that that actually ties in, yeah. John, really nicely with what yeah. I wanted to direct us to, like with that last verse. Now, I mean, yeah. it's it, the, the physical presence idea, right? And the and the intimacy is so key. And you know, we were mentioning wow. the feet thing, and I was just thinking about my my two year old daughter Natalie, and like her like her favorite like word thing. Uh, phenomena right like uh of of all these things feet uh toes right like dedos and then she says in spanish um and and it's all about like toes and it's just like she it's not an uncommon thing that she just wants all she wants from me is for me to acknowledge her toes right (laughs) like you know like to touch them or like kiss them or or just admire them or something and then it might (laughs) she might turn it around be like dedos papa dedos and then like she's pointing at mine but it's like you know like this is idea of hey look fingers toes hands feet eyes ears like like here 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 are it's real person they're really here and what what strikes me is that i i you know i i want to like work on this more but you know i talk about my word order stuff i think uh the last verse should actually be translated not uh behold i am with you always like it's kind of one big clause but two It says, because in Greek, it's, you know, idu ego, which is like, hey, it's me. Like, uh-huh. look who's here. It's me. Right? And then the next thing he says, like, with, with you can tell, like, with some again, some word order stuff. He's like, and I'm with you. I'm with you every day till the end of the age. I, I mean, there, there's something so remarkable about the, the physical presence and the immediacy of Jesus, right? Like he's he's literally telling him, "Look, here I am, guys. It's me. It's not anybody else. I didn't. It's not. It's not an angel, right? It's not. A, it's not a ghost. It, it's not like a a bodiless voice. It's me with my fingers and toes. And where am I? I'm with you guys, right? I mean, and, and so I think that really changes it, um, because because it's it's less about I don't know, like. I, I guess it's kind of less about the end of the age or something like that we, that we turn it into, but just that like the Christian church is about being with Jesus. And about him being with us. Yeah. 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 Well, so well, brother, um, yeah. good, good stuff. You know, as usual, never, never can have time to, to get into all this stuff. One, one chapter is always a lot to chew on, but, uh, like we were saying earlier, uh, it's it's been a pleasure and a joy every time. I thank you for uh, all your patience and <laughs> indulging me oh all these many months. And uh, I, I appreciate all your little insights and the nuggets of wisdom. I, I make notes, brother. So uh, thank you much. And uh, you would be most welcome if you did show up at my door one of these days. All right, blessings, AJ. Blessings, Christmas to you and all of our listeners. Same to you and yours, brother. Everybody, Pastor John Lekumski, co-host of Wrestling with the Basics on KFUO, Wednesdays, 2 p.m., Saturdays, 9 a.m. All right. So moving on to the last chapter, we are looking at Acts 3 next time. Until then, I'm Pastor H.S. Espinosa. You've been Peace. listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.